if I go. All right. Hi, this is Ellie Fishman, and uh, welcome to Facebook Live. And I uh, hope everyone's doing okay. Now, just to let you know, Facebook Live is Facebook. No, I'm so sorry. I'm on YouTube Live. Hello, everybody. It's YouTube Live. I did Facebook Live before. Okay, let's go through this. And I'm going to start fresh. We're live, so I can't go backwards. But hello, everybody. We're on YouTube Live. Big announcement from YouTube. Only moments ago, Susan Wyszynski, who was the head of YouTube, amazing, amazing person, has stepped down. She's been head of YouTube since the beginning, and we wish her the best of luck. She was one of the um, graduation speakers at Hopkins a number of years ago, and a very big supporter of education and science and everything else. So let's get started. I will dedicate this talk to her. What more can you ask for? Anyway, here we are. Uh, patient has back pain, and I'm in the pancreas section. What's going on here? Well, you can see the patient's pancreas is enlarged, right? Diffusely enlarged. What's going on? Could it be a tumor? Yes. Could it be inflammation? Yes. But with this edematous changes, you got to be thinking there's no dilated duct. What else more specific could this be? Edematous pancreas, no dilated duct, fluid around the gland. Think of that cigar sign. Think about this edematous changes. Yes, we're in the pancreatitis, not cancer mode, but this is autoimmune pancreatitis. Autoimmune pancreatitis can involve a portion of the gland or the entire gland. It can simulate pancreatic cancer. It can have an elevated CA199, really simulate cancer, and you never get a negative biopsy. People have gone to surgery for autoimmune pancreatitis, particularly when it's a focal mass. Okay, adrenal. A couple of adrenal cases. Here's a classic case in some sense, and a few points to make. This is an incidentaloma. We found this lesion. What do you do with it? It could be in a typical adenoma or fat poor adenoma. It could be a MET. It could be a FEO. It could be a primary tumor. It could be a lot of things. It's 5.3 cm and 38 Hounsfield units. So you gotta work it up. You can't say it's an adenoma. You gotta work it up, right? So we give contrast. Look how bright the lesion is. And when you measure that, it's gonna measure between 170 and 200 Hounsfield units. What is super bright? Pheochromocytomas, what comes to mind? We think about METs, particularly from renal cell, melanoma, those are a thought, but typically not this bright, and the patient did not have a known malignancy. We talk about primary adrenal cortical carcinoma, which often is vascular, but often it's vascular and necrotic, often it's larger. In theory, you could think about it. I can't say it's impossible diagnosis, but you would look at the metanephrines and they're off the wall, so you know this is a pheo. You could think about a hemangioma. That's an unusual lesion. I saw one in conference a couple weeks ago, but those are peripheral puddling. They often look, the few I've seen, like hemangiomas of the liver. That's not the case here. If this was in the liver, this would be a metastatic neuroendocrine tumor or a hepatoma. So just a really, really nice case, which was a pheochromocytoma. Okay, let's go to the next case. Incidentaloma, also adrenal, round water density, 21 Hounsfield units. So what happens with contrast? It goes to 25. That's like barely enhancing at all. It's almost like rounding error. Could this be a cyst? I guess it could be. 
Could it be an adenoma, a lipid poor adenoma? I guess it could be. There's nothing here that's pushing you to a FIO or a MET or primary ACC. Whatever this could be is benign. Um, we keep going, there it is again, well-defined. But there is suggestion there may be a small wall here. And then when you look at it a little bit better on the delayed, it measures 26, so it's really not enhancing, but there seems to be a subtle wall here. I don't know what this lesion is. I think it's, I would have guessed maybe an adenoma, a typical cyst. But whatever it is, I know it's benign. Lab values were negative. This was receptive because the patient was anxious and was a lymphangioma. We always have some unusual adrenal lesions, and I have to say lymphangioma is un as unusual as it gets. Okay, let me go to chest. A couple ca cases in chest. What's the cystic lesion by the heart, pushing on the heart? Well, I would say uh, pericardial cyst, great location. Pretty big pericardial cyst, but they can be big. But then if I show you this case, whoa, is going way up to the mediastinum, and I'm not showing you all of the images. So what could this be? Bronchogenic cyst, wrong location. Duplication cyst, eh. Pericardial cyst is still good. But what if something was coming down from the mediastinum? It's not going to be a teratoma. Those can be cystic, but they're solid and there's vascularity, fat and calcification. But what about a thymic cyst? We talk about lots of thymic lesions, and we always think about thymomas, but there are thymic cysts. Yes, they're usually small in the three centimeter or so range. They're usually eccentric, which this is, but not this large coming down to the diaphragm. And guess what? This was a thymic cyst. What a great case. Let me give you another chance. What about this one? Anterior metastinal mass, middle-aged patient, whatever middle age is, solid with calcification. What could I think about? Teratoma, I would like to see fat, but that's a thought. Lymphoma, <laughs> I like lymphoma without calcification, unless it's been treated. I don't see anything else, but I guess lymphoma could be. Could it be thyroid extending down? I guess it could be, because you don't know how far up or how far down this lesion goes. And then everything within the, uh, the thymus. Unlike the last case, it's not a thymic cyst. Could it be a thymoma or one of those unusual, unusual thymic tumors? Here is a lesion with contrast. There's some enhancement, though not a lot of enhancement. And here it is in the sagittal view, so you see the upper and lower limits. It's not thyroid coming down. It's an anterior metastinal mass eccentric. Thymus is typically eccentric. Fat, calcification, makes you think teratoma. Patients older, teratoma is less likely, but I don't see fat. So what was this? It was a thymic lesion, but an unusual tumor, an epithelial neoplasm. One of the variants of thymic carcinomas in that category, epithelial. Again, unusual case, but one worth learning about. Okay, let me switch a little bit, and what about this case, back pain. When you look quickly, you say, oh my goodness, there's something around the aorta, maybe the aorta's leaking. When you look at the image on your right, there's like an outpouching, maybe there's a dissection. But when you look at the next image, you realize what you're looking at is a soft tissue mass and there's an outpouching posteriorly. That's a pseudoaneurysm. We see those in drug abuse from E. coli. We see them in patients post-op. It's most classically a mycotic aneurysm. Patients often with septicemia, 
it's unusual. You can see it on the volume rendering here and see it on the cinematic here. That's a classic outpouching and the diagnosis is a mycotic aneurysm. Again, Stefan Zimmerman mentioned when we were showing the case yesterday that everyone he's seen has been in the, this same area with this outpouching. And that's kind of been my experience as well. So a really good case. All right, let's move over a little bit to bowel. What about this case, patient with abdominal pain and bloating? The small bowel is markedly dilated. And when I look at the coronal, the folds, look how the folds look. It's jejunal and they're really thick. And here's another view. So what do you think about? You think about tumors, but this doesn't look like tumor. It doesn't look like lymphoma, doesn't look like carcinoma. Those are face, the folds. It's not carcinoid. Infectious, shigella, some infectious thing. Usually you see more fluid, but you don't see the folds quite that thickened. Folds that are thickened like that, and then in jejunum, you gotta think about something like malabsorption. Something like sprue, jejunum prominence, thickened, dilated folds. That's a really, really good thought. And there's a whole number of um, processes that cause malabsorption, and this is kind of that case. This is an unusual case. And the diagnosis, you're thinking, you're thinking was lymphangiectasia. Protein losing enteropathy. If you said malabsorption and sprue, I'd give you 100% credit. Lymphangiectasia is real, really rare. This is the best case and one of the few cases I have of it. Another patient with abdominal pain. It's easy to walk by this lesion sitting in the third to fourth portion of duodenum if you didn't have the coronal views. When you look a little bit more carefully, you can see a mass, and the mass is coming off the wall of the third portion of the duodenum. I would have said, this is gonna be a villus adenoma, and I would worry about malignant transformation. And I'm not thinking a met, could be. I'm not thinking a gist, gist can be intraluminal, but they're usually exophytic just tend to be more vascular. I'm thinking neuroendocrine tumors because this is a duodenum, but neuroendocrine tumors are typically more vascular. Okay, you know, we gotta go with the vascular things. But I, I don't see the vascularity. It's mildly vascular, and here it is on the uh, cinematic. But what, what was this? It was a neuroendocrine tumor. A typical appearance of a neuroendocrine of the duodenum. First, a polypoid appearance, and second, the fact it wasn't as vascular as we typically see. Okay, another case, abdominal pain. There's something infiltrating down the small bowel and into the mesentery, really shown very, very well. Look at the encasement of the branches of the SMA, the narrowing of the SMA, the irregularity of the branches, the calcification that's present. And so I'm thinking about something infiltrating. I can think about lymphoma. Lymphoma tends to displace rather than invade vessels and narrow and make irregular vessels. What gives me irregular vessels and malignant that I'm saying carcinoid. But what else could this be if it wasn't a carcinoid? A met? Maybe. What about sclerosing mesenteritis? That's a whole nother diagnosis. But this was sclerosing mesenteritis. Mass-like infiltration in the mesentery is an inflammatory type process. It's benign. Patients could have lots of symptoms because of the encasement. You can get bowel obstruction, vessel narrowing, and ischemia. Wonderful case. Now, 
Sclerosing mesenteritis commonly calcifies, and so does carcinoid, both in the 70% range, so that may not be that helpful. Here's another case, dilated bowel, this encasement, and calcification, which is really, really, really coarse. Here it is in coronal view. You know, I'm thinking carcinoid because the bowel is dilated, and this almost desmoplastic reaction. You look for a mass, if you saw a mass, that would make carcinoid easy. I didn't see a mass, but I guess I have to worry anyway. But again, this was sclerosing mesenteritis. Challenging, challenging diagnosis because it, the way it involves the bowel, both of the cases I just showed you, which was sclerosing mesenteritis, they easily could have been carcinoid tumors. Another patient, abdominal pain. Well, here you see a vascular mass coming off the second to third portion of duodenum. It's exophytic, but it appears to involve the mucosa. Here it is in the coronal view. It's not pancreas, it's exophytic. It could be neuroendocrine like carcinoid. It could be a GIST tumor. GIST are commonly exophytic. Neuroendocrine tumors are less exophytic. They're in the wall, in the lumen, but they're vascular. And this was resected, and it was a GIST tumor. This patient had neurofibromatosis. They more commonly will get just tumors. So I think that's about 11 cases. I know you got them all right. I enjoyed speaking with you about them. When I quizzed the faculty yesterday, they did a great job as always. So with that, I thank you for your attention. I hope you have a great day. I hope you liked the talk and I'll see you next time.